0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Ten
1: minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock. We are talking road, rail and transport infrastructure in South Africa. And really, the shocking state of our roads, of our railway tracks... Um, And the security and the comfort of the commute for those going to work every day. Now, we do know that for me, this is a perennial bugbear. Without fail, there'll be one day in in a week where I just arrive at power completely rattled and riled up and destabilized by the congestion on the road. You know, and it doesn't really matter. It's not a function of whether you leave your home early or late. It's just the luck of the draw. It's the gamble. It just depends on what you find on any given day. Um, And so on some days, it's, yes, unfortunate things like an accident on the road, which then backs it up. But then you use the back roads and you find that the traffic lights aren't working. So what's the reason for that? Happening. The traffic lights aren't working, but they were working at the weekend, but they're not working on a weekday. Or suddenly it's the elections. They suddenly decided to start fixing the roads, which then narrows um, a dual carriageway, uh, carriageway into one way. And everybody's trying to get to work, to school, to hospital, to the radio station. And somehow we all just need to make sense of it all. And then you look at the broader picture, which is, okay, let's talk about the goods moving to market. The fact that more and more trucks are on the roads, which is actually creating an impediment on the roads. But the trucks are on the roads because the railway lines can't do the job of freighting goods from the port to the market and back. And so that adds another compounding variable to the roads because the rail infrastructure is not great. And then Mother Nature, unfortunately, also decimated the ports. And so there's the issue of rebuilding some of that infrastructure, which hasn't been properly maintained. You know, when young people say guningi, this is what they mean guningi, because you just can't win. It's difficult to win in a country like South Africa, and it shouldn't be so. And why are we talking about road, rail, and transportation? Well, on the 15th of January, it was reported that Prasa has quietly, I quote, suspends its Cape Town to Johannesburg line known as the Shosholoza Mail. It's a passenger line and quietly suspends it because less than two months before, with bells and whistles and fanfare, they'd made a loud noise about this route being reintroduced and that it signaled and heralded a, a railway renaissance. Well, a few months later, they've quietly had to suspend it. What? Because in a five-week period, um, only in a three-week period, only five trips were completed. In a matter of three weeks, Only five train trips, Johannesburg to Cape Town, Cape Town, Johannesburg were completed. And the reason is this, somewhere along the line, the sleeper tracks had been stolen. Cable theft had um, shut down the line. There's even an instance where passengers had to disembark at Wellington and make the remainder of the trip by bus because the train simply couldn't uh, move on the tracks. And just this weekend, there was a video circulating of irate passengers on the Shosholoza-Mail-Johannesburg-Durban route after the train got stuck with on a signaling prog- uh, problem somewhere between Gauteng and Kwasil-Natal for 24 hours. People were stuck for 24 hours on the train. And because the train wasn't moving, I guess all other... Uh, facilities on the train that required electricity weren't working, and so even uh, the high pressure, um, even the high pressure toilets were not working, and they were stuck. And so people filmed this video, incensed. And so these are just some of um, the issues that we are talking about today, as we discuss the public transportation issue in the country. But let me just give you some numbers as well. According to the Road Traffic Management Corporation's figures uh, two years ago, the population of road users or the vehicle population owners in South Africa is upwards of 12.9 million people. So it's been an increase of 2% more than 12.9 million people. So let's just say for argument's sake about 14 million people. are what constitutes the vehicle population in South Africa. The road network is 750,000 kilometres, so that's pretty good uh, in terms of paved roads in the country, 750,000 kilometres. Uh, quite, uh, quite a few of these are also gravel roads, so not all of them are tarred roads, but usable roads, 750,000 kilometres. But when maintenance is not done and the roads start to slow people down because the roads are not wide enough or they're potholed or they've got problems, it then creates a congestion issue. The congestion that we know really well as Johannesburg Road users. And it says the average person in Johannesburg experiences an annual loss of up to 48 hours of their time due to traffic. 48 hours in a year. You lose, you and me, because we're just sitting in traffic. Two full days of not being productive, just stuck in traffic. That's the cumulative value. In Cape Town, they lose up to 59 hours. Each road user stuck in traffic in a year. That's two days and 10 hours. And in Carrera, they lose up to 41 hours. So that's productivity lost. For you, for your business and your boss. So this is to all the bosses who say, so-and-so is always late. Well, if they're a road user in Johannesburg, they lose up to two days worth of their time just trying to move through the traffic. The roads are so congested. When we say to people, okay, abandon your car, put it in the garage, save it for the weekend, use public transportation. Well, we know that there have been some issues now with the Ria Vasa Ria via rapid bus transport system, which was initiated uh, before 2010. Some of the buses are now breaking down on the roads due to an issue of maintenance. And I can go on and on and on. And Nare this morning also raised the issue of the taxi industry dominating parts of the public transport industry and not being very keen on sharing the spoils, which is why they were given first dibs as private shareholders into Riavaya so that they would not make the bus rapid transport system um, unusable. So there's a lot of politics, there's a lot of issues around efficiency, there's cost, there's maintenance, there's investments, and there's productivity of time and labour. And this cumulative thing means South Africa Inc. has a problem. We're joined by Dr. Siabulela Fobosi, a senior researcher and UNESCO Oliver Tambo Chair uh, of Human Rights at the University of Fort Hare. Dr. Fobosi, good morning.
2: Good morning, and uh, good morning to the listeners. Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you for your time. We're also joined by Bongani Mtombeni, Director of Smart Mobility at Royal has kerning dhv have i said that correctly has yes you have thanks
3: thanks for that oh, hi. Good, hi good
1: morning to you and to your listeners as well thank you so much for coming through all right so let's start with the way you see the state of roads rails um and general transportation in the country dr Fobosi.
2: all right thank you thank you Lailasha. thank you um at the moment uh really there is a problem there is a problem because uh currently you have um the minibus tax industry which is uh very much dominating the the state of the public transport sector about six percent of commuters using um minibus taxis, followed by your buses and the trains um and obviously we know for a fact that uh, the, the 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 owners of um, the 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 minibus taxes are still facing challenges because um, they, some of them complain that uh, the, of the fact that they don't receive subsidies from the government, uh, uh, which is understandable because um, the, the the industry remains um, um, somewhat informal, you know, and 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 unstructured to some extent that. Uh, there are different operators who, who then you know um are in charge of what is happening in the industry and you then also have your the state of roads um in fact let me start with your railways that have been um abandoned you know as you drive you know um you know especially in in, in most of the you know, Eastern Cape and other provinces, provinces as well, you see railways um, that, are, that have just been abandoned and not being used. You know, trains have, have become stationed. You know, nothing is happening you know, in that regard, which is, is very disappointing. Okay. And then you have um, the state of roads that are very much poor. You know, um, you have roads that uh, would be uh, repaired, for example, in terms of, of potholes, you know, and then once that road is in the, in the path, you know, it then starts having potholes again. You know, uh, right within the province, the province of the same place, uh, where I'm at at the moment, yeah. you have um, about 10% of roads that uh, are paved, which is which is disappointing, you know, um, especially in your durable areas. Where uh, people uh, are finding it hard, you know, to drive on the very bad gravel roads,
1: mm.
2: you know, and and of course I can I can mention, for example, um, uh, the Tigray area in in mm. if especially when you drive from Delhi to Apata, the road is very bad, you know. Um, so, so 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 people find it very hard to reach, you know, the city. You know, there are such contacts, There are such conditions, and yeah. obviously. There are some areas as well, such as so I can, I can just mention those uh, yeah. for now. All right. so, thank you. so there's
1: a lot that you've pointed out, um, which is just investing, for instance, in tarring um, the roads. That would materially change the quality of the road and the usability of the road. Um, then there's issues of regulating um Public transportation sector much more because, as you say, the minibus taxi industry dominates, um, but it's self-regulated. And I was looking at figures today, 90 billion rand industry estimated, but 10 million rands in taxes. So there's a huge disconnect right there. And yet this could be the game changer in the story of public um, transportation um, and then, of course, I've referred to what happened with the railway line uh, earlier on. And after a two-year two year hiatus, uh, Shosholoza Mail uh, started moving again in December, but we're in mid-January and they've had to shut down the route. Not because the train itself can't move, but because there's been sabotage on the roads, cable theft and sleeper theft. So they've now had to suspend it. So there's three variables uh, that have been mentioned, uh, Bongani Mtombeni. It's um, the self-regulation of a huge component of the public transportation system and its investment in public transportation, its investment in the quality of the roads, and then it's dealing with things like crime as well.
3: Yeah, no, 100%. I, I think, uh, that your, your introduction um, summed it up quite well, and it's, it's not just the frustration that uh, you have, but I think we are all, as South African citizens, um, really, really battle with the status quo in our road and rail infrastructure. Um, so there's there's a few things here, um, and your points are very valid. Um, unfortunately, in this country, public transportation is is viewed as a service to predominantly lower income groups, uh, in comparison to something that should be viewed as a service for all. Um, we would love to have a public transport network that works that would enable us to park our cars and get to work safely. Yeah. Um, however, we do find that there's a lot of systemic issues that need to be addressed. And so you find that there's lots of spheres of government that need to pull together to ensure that there isn't the vandalism, um, the signaling issues, the theft of copper cables, etc., cetera, um, which make the use of rail unsafe. Um, which then result in um, Cape Town to Johannesburg passenger lines being suspended mm. because it is no longer safe um, to do so. Mm. And so we find that we, we grapple with uh, infrastructure development and infrastructure delivery in two ways. It is the development of new roads, that's the one thing, so new infrastructure, as well as dealing with the backlogs um, pertaining to the maintenance of current infrastructure. Um, for a country that has got such an expansive uh, road network, um, for us to be dealing with the level of potholes that we have, yeah. a road infrastructure that is falling apart, um, all these things that just do not get attended to mm. because the fiscus does not go where it is intended to go. Right, okay. um, so the procurement side um, of everything is also a challenge because now public sector and private sector want to work together. Private sector wants to assist uh, government. Um, however, we find ourselves with certain challenges like um, procurement challenges. It takes an average of six to 12 months for tenders mm-hmm. to be evaluated for the private sector to actually do work and maintain road infrastructure mm-hmm. and build new roads, et cetera. So we have a number of systemic issues that uh, we need to deal with as a collective. And I believe the best way to deal with that is through um, an integrated master plan approach where it's intentional um, from the top and leadership is intentional um, in addressing all these multiple facets.
1: All right. So let's just break it down a little bit. So, Dr. Fobosi, I come back to you. And in a way, I want to defend the government now, which is (laughs) extraordinary coming from me. But here we go. So at the start of the new year, the Department of Roads, the Ministry of Roads announced a line of projects worth 26 billion rands. 26 billion rands has been earmarked and ring-fenced for upgrades and repairs across the country. Now, the plan itself, I'm not really sure what they're focusing on, whether it is new infrastructure, as Bongani uh, is referring to, or refurbishments, or whether we're going to see capital expenditure into new things like bridges, highways, etc. But there's $26 that's being earmarked. How can the Department of Roads ensure that they unlock value? That not only do they create new modern infrastructure, but that it adds to the decongestion of cities, it prepares for this green future, it creates jobs. Dr. Siabulela Fobosi. Oh no, I think there's something wrong with his line. Bongani. Okay, let me yes. let me paddle it back to you. What what needs to happen to create value?
3: Okay, so value creation. and it's a very valid point that you make there, Alerato. Value creation has to um, filter down to everyone. It has to create value for the mama that's going to go and take public transport and get to go and sell her her items of clothing in the city centre. It has to be value creation for you that wants to get you a radio station on time, etc. Yeah. And so there's one thing with ring-fencing budget and capital expenditure. Um, so that's the one thing. And then ensuring that that budget actually goes to the projects that it has been earmarked for. That is something else. So consider the expenditure going to the projects that it's earmarked for as the end goal value creation for society Mm. and the actual allocation of budget. Um, So how value is unlocked is to ensure that within the governmental structure, so within the procurement departments, there's the minimization of red tape, that there is transparency um, in terms of budget allocation and where the money is going, that there is fair procurement processes um, that take into consideration triple e-legislation, targeted enterprise, et cetera, and that the internal structures of government are supported um, in terms mm. of making sure that these projects do come to the fore. I do think that we have a massive problem not addressing the maintenance issue um, because that is something that is... Um, catastrophic to our economy, um, and you yourself mentioned the loss of time due to traffic, yeah. um, loss of time due to a lot of things. Um, if the electricity problem is not dealt with, robots are out. Mm. Um, if the traffic lights are not maintained, they do not stay on all the time. If the roads systems and the roads networks are not maintained, they fall apart all the time. So it becomes a systemic uh, a systemic yeah. problem, which then ends up not creating value for everybody in the chain.
1: Yeah.
3: It affects the economy and it affects everything. So it's the prioritization of this budget, um, the key decision makers that determine which portion of the budget is going to be for building bridges. We've recently had floods. We need uh, loads of bridge and structural infrastructure that's implemented in order to assist a lot of people that are still crossing rivers that shouldn't be doing so in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. Um, We also need the maintenance of existing infrastructure to make sure that our economy can still thrive. And being in a digital era, we need to also be future thinking and developing digital solutions such as Mm. digital twins, which will enable us to predict when the road is going to have potholes. Yeah. Um, when things are going to fall apart. So it's all these things that need to come together and
1: okay. come to the fore. And and as you're talking about utilising technology in a way that's constructive, mm. um, you're also pointing out the different tiers of government that need to come to the party. Because when the traffic lights are out, we can't take it to the Minister of Transportation. You know, um, mm. she's the overarching head, I'm sure. sure but that's when the municipality is not fulfilling its part of the deal and i think sure. uh, and i think some of the fiscal problems that munici- uh, municipalities are facing in south africa is compounding the problem certainly in an industrial hub like johannesburg because i certainly can't understand how we can go on and on months and months where traffic lights are not working and yet you expect the e-commerce the retail economy the 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 labor force to get to work and be productive it makes zero sense so All of those pooling together are issues we need to talk about. And we'll continue after the headlines.
0: Power Talk, the view of the nation.
1: Yes, your view from the vantage point of the roads, the railway networks and the use of public transportation. Um, All of the metrics just say... It's not good, but the Department of Roads has announced um, certainly a capital allocation of 26 billion rands towards um, reinvestments and refurbishment of roads. I'm not sure uh, how that money would be spread, but there's some money being allocated. The question is what to do with that 26 billion. It sounds like a big number, but when you consider that South Africa has 750,000 kilometers of road, some of which needs to be paved, it's graveled. Uh, Some road that's needed to be fixed in the Eastern Cape. Uh, I mean, you all know that I once drove on those roads in the free state last year. I nearly had a coronary. I I was so appalled, so shocked by the state of the road. So there is a road. GPS will tell you there's a road. But that road is not fit for purpose and it's not just a pothole anymore. It's a crater. It it, reads to, it needs to be completely rebuilt, dug up again and rebuilt. And that's what's happening in a lot of rural communities, as Dr. Siabulela Fobosi has mentioned. And Mwangani Mtombeni is also here and she says uh, over and above creating value. It's not just value for the economy. It's value that is going to increase productivity for Every commuter, whether that commuter is going to collect her sasa check, she can't be on the road the whole day trying to get to the post office to cash a check, or a citizen needing health care, you know, then having their situation worsen because the distance it takes to travel to the hospital really renders them sick, uh, you know, more ill than that what they could have been. Or productivity. We looked at the figures in the city of Johannesburg. The average South African road user loses 48 hours of their time in a year being stuck in traffic. And let me tell you, I can testify. <laughs> I can testify to, that is the god's honest truth i'm not even sure if it's 48 hours it feels like we lose five days of our time just trying to navigate the roads and why are the roads congested when we've got these four-laned highways it's because there's many cars on the road and the arteries that then catch um uh people off-ramping are all congested because the traffic lights are out so it backs up the highway And then it means people can't get onto the byways and the regional roads, the municipal roads. And all of those things uh, start to talk to the picture of how productive and efficient the economy looks. We're in conversation with Dr. Siabula Fobosi, Senior Researcher and a UNESCO Oliver Tambo, Chair of Human Rights at the University of Fort Hare. Also, uh, Bonganim Tombeni, Director of Smart Mobility at Royal um cunning dhv you know i'm trying to say that in the right sort of german way i don't know if i have uh dr sia Blala, a lot of things have been said but let's talk about um what leads to road congestion i've alluded to it not factually just from my own observation but what is the reason that people are just stuck on the roads day in and day out, trying to get to work, trying to take kids to school, uh trying to run their businesses.
2: Right thank you thank you um, thank you for 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 starting with that um, And you have rightly pointed out, especially in Jorvik, um, that the 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 problem of traffic congestion is there, especially. When, when, uh, when you have, when the robots are not working, you know, especially that right there, when with the robot's not working, you then have no one to control traffic. It becomes worse. Uh, and it also happens, um, you know, um, this side as well, you know, the main problem, you know, from my, from where I start, uh, the biggest problem is, is, is that you have, um, you know, people um who don't trust you know the, the current public transport sector you know and then people have opt to use their own private cars to 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 travel to work or to 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 take their children to school um you know or or, or to go for shopping or whatever or to, to access healthcare care you know but then it becomes a problem for 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 people don't who don't own cars. You know, so that's what that's why you have this huge traffic congestion because people are using their own traffic, private cars. Then it then it then it then becomes important that you know government you know find ways to 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 make sure we uh, in fact working together with the private sector to to make sure that there's there's an efficient public transport sector. You know, um, and the one thing that I've established you know over the years. You know, is that you know there's there there's a lack there's a lack of what I can call a lack of strategic intervention. You know, to actually change the way things are done. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, even even with regard to the sub to the mini batteries industry, you know, government has not succeeded to to, to bring about change. Yeah. You know, um, you know uh, because it has not been strategic enough to to actually. Change what is happening, you know, um, and 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 I've said that there's a need to engage, you know, with the with the stakeholders that I that are within the industry. Mm-hmm. And so what 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 we need, you know, uh, I would say is, is, is an effective public transport policy mm-hmm. and and implementation, you know, and and so and so I think policymakers should then prioritize seamless integration, mm-hmm. affordability, and reliability in order to enhance. The appeal of public transportation, and I, I, I think I think um, my, my colleague uh, Bongani has, has, has referred to this. You know, so it's important that the government. You know. Um, prioritize the integration of the public okay. sector. Let's Thank talk about you. what yeah,
1: that that's let's talk about what that looks like Bongani here. And I think this speaks to your expertise on mobility. So an efficient and trustworthy public transportation system would give people alternatives. At the moment it doesn't look like there are wide alternatives. Okay. So it's either people, um yes. Um, for all intents and purposes, on the lower income spectrum would continue to use minibus taxis because they are affordable. But but they shouldn't be compelled to use minibus taxis Mm -hmm. if there are commuter rails and lines that have been refurbished. Uh, and we know that PRASA has spoken about restoring 27 commuter rail lines, okay, in the cities. Not city, not Joburg to Cape Town, but in and around Johannesburg and Pretoria. There needs to be something affordable um, about uh, something high-end like the How train as well, especially with the expansion of that network or talks of expanding that network. Um, the bus rapid transit system, also has to be more diverse and dynamic as well. Mm -hmm. And so at the moment, we do have rear via buses. I'm just not sure how extensive a network of rear via buses we have, let alone the maintenance thereof. So could you perhaps help us understand how to make the public transportation system uh, more accessible? Sure. Thank you
3: so much. Um, Some fantastic points. So we all want to be able to, to get to where we need to go. Um, in an affordable manner and, of course, in a safe manner. And um, you find that there are a lot of countries that have taken a very integrated approach to road design, to mobility. They look at non-motorized transportation, so where there are safe bicycle lanes. I would love to cycle to work every day if it was possible and it was safe. Um, And we want to get to a place where we've got options, where you walk out the door and you've you've got a door to destination solution and you've got options. You can ride your bike, you can take a bus, you can use your motor vehicle, um, et cetera. And it's safe and affordable to do so. Um, And the, the best way to get alternatives is for it to be implemented at the planning stage of our integrated transport planning. Um, and for example, where your bicycle lanes are not an afterthought, but they're taken into consideration Mm. when a road is being designed, um, where commuter rail is taken into consideration and it is maintained so that it is affordable and safe for people Mm. to use rail networks. Um, when I lived in Cape Town, it was many years ago, um, you know, Metro rail was running well and you would hop onto a train. Mm from Fisher to Cape Town and get there safely. But over time, um, and due to a lot of economical um, deterioration and issues, there's been vandalism and theft Mm. and crime, etc. So then then that option no longer becomes an option because it's no longer safe to use it. Mm. Um, So we need to get to a place where We've got policies, yes. We can certainly have an e-mobility policy, a micro-mobility policy. We can write policies until we're blue in the face. However, it is the implementation of these policies where governmental departments work together to ensure that these laws are enforced and that, for example, your municipalities also come to the party, that all structures of government follow one integrated transportation plan that enables and adds
1: value to all South Mm. Mm Africans. So Dr. Foborsi, almost to every point that uh, Bongani has raised, she has used the word safe. I would love to cycle to work if it were safe and also if work was close enough to cycle to, but safe. Uh, I used to use the train in Cape Town until it became unsafe. And we've heard of all manner of things that happen on the train commute um you know women being sexually molested people being murdered uh there was a case in cape town where an elderly woman was literally kicked off a moving train um two or three years ago okay so if it were safe um i would ride in a minibus taxi if the taxi drivers Drove in a manner that is safe. So safe means a variety of things in the South African context. It's safe from criminality, safe from abusive um, driver behaviour, um, and just safe to be on these roads. There's so much carnage. Twelve thousand people died because of road accidents in South Africa in the last year. All
2: right. Thank you. Thank you, LeRato. That's a that's a welcome point and it's a very important one. And uh and obviously we need to travel at public transport that is safe and efficient. You know, um uh, just to start off the minibus tax industry, one of the issues that is accused of is, um, is, is is drivers that are driving recklessly, you know, and don't consider other other drivers in the road. Um, One of the main reasons why that is happening is because you have have, uh, your taxi drivers, you know, um, that uh, are chasing targets, you know, because they work on commission. Uh, Obviously, that is not just uh, a because um, then the leaders there and and also working with government should find ways in which that could be improved. So that workers can be looked after, you know, can benefit, you know, as it needs to, because um, chasing targets and, and driving recklessly is not good for our roads, and it's not safe for other drive- road users as well, you know. Um, and, and as I said, uh, South Africa's current public transport network faces challenges, which is strategy. especially uh, with sideways um, or sidewalk rather, taxi ranks, you know, and this demand you know um you know, strategic improvements for better um for better rather, organization mm-hmm. safety. and safety and so that one is able to to, to travel safely you know with the, with a minibar taxi nurse whenever taxi rather or or, the, or, or, or or maybe um using a bicycle to 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 just um go to 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 mm-hmm. to town if need be you know safely without being afraid of being robbed. Okay. You know, um, it's, it's important that careful uh, like, consideration, you know, be be be, be taken for, for various modes like your bicycles trains, and bicycles, you know, and, and also and the mini bus so that there is then an integrated hmm. public transport, uh, public transport right. system, where. Um, the country, you know, um, you know, uh, is, is economically well in terms of right. public transportation.
1: I want to just interject then and say, let's go back to the issue of infrastructure. There was a time where bicycle lanes were mooted for Johannesburg, but the idea had to be scrapped or at least postponed because not all urban roads are tarred, which is quite interesting. Not all all urban roads are tarred, so the projects had to be scrapped because the road surfacing. Uh, the quality is not good, uh, Dr. Fobosi. So those are also real issues about the state of the infrastructure for roads. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about carnage, Dr. Fobosi, because you mentioned rural roads, Eastern Cape is notorious, tragically, for having some of the highest road deaths because a lot of those roads have not been looked after, built properly, tarred, and the Eastern Cape uh, uh, accounts, I think, for a majority of road deaths in the country. And that speaks to infrastructure.
2: Hmm. Yes, yes, that's correct, Leranto. You are very correct. You know, um, look at this. Um, this this problem of, 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 of the poor state of roads. you know, um, leads to to accidents and people dying on the road, you know, um, and and, and it's not good because it means that when one old person, in fact, when many old people um, from one area want to go to the city to to get their pension, you know, they die on the road, you know, and, and then it affects you know, um you know, um the people that are depending on those. You know, it's just a problem. It's a problem because it, it then means that the the rural people are then mm. not um considered, especially in terms of um in terms of uh, economic development. Yeah. You know, and that itself does not only affect, you know, um your, your old people who access old age pension but also in terms of um the development of the rural areas especially uh, when agriculture has to be considered right mm. because for agriculture for 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 people to farm and um, in those areas they need roads. Mm. you know i've heard people complaining that uh you know um the the the, the, the poor access of roads is, is is impacting them negatively in terms mm. of, of farming you know and 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 and, and also um there are a number of issues, right? Okay. It's not just roads, it's, it's water, lack of access to water, yeah. you know. So, 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 so the, 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 the areas in rural communities need to be considered as well right. in, in terms of, um, you know, um, public sector. Because uh, one thing that I forgot to mention is that most of the rural areas, you know, they make use of parkings. Of yeah. You know, and then back is then have to be repaired continuously yeah. because of the that kind of roads. So, which is a problem. So, so the, yeah. the issue of infrastructure really needs to be addressed as, as, as fast as possible. As
1: urgently as possible. Okay, we've got a few comments. Tapo, good morning. Hello? Yes, Tapo, go ahead.
0: Yes, you know, uh, sometimes last year, you spoke about the issue of solutions, you know, mm-hmm. and then I came up with with an idea on how we, we can use our or robots, you know, to have a solar. Because oh, yeah, of the yes. issue I issue that, yes. The, the, the issue of load shedding, it comes back since 2007. It cannot be that the government could never have a solution. The yeah. problem that we have, Lerato, is the issue of, Tender. You see, the tender system is the best of the country. Yeah. People's yeah. ideas are being stolen, given to yeah. friends and families. Yeah. And if you have not designed something, you will, be, you, you, you will not be able to maintain it. That yeah. is why we are lacking maintenance on things that uh, uh, have been stolen, uh, for concepts that have been stolen. Okay. You see, if the government can be able, because of, in this country we have capable people, people yeah. who can be able to design things you know to, to come up with social social solution but we, we, you, you can't do it in this country because of ideas have been stolen and give it to okay. given give to people yeah. because of they want to benefit on yeah. themselves okay. that is why yeah. we are still behind
1: all right thanks for that Sapo. Sapo had raised this idea of introducing uh, micro panels onto traffic lights during mm-hmm. the day Obviously, the battery will be charging. At night, the traffic lights are working. You never have to have traffic lights out because of load shedding. Uh, Dr. Loki, good morning.
0: Hi, Radu. Hi, Radu. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Look, actually, the, 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 the issues with regard to transport is more of like your, uh, the special developmental issues. Yeah. I think that is the crux that uh, the government and the private sector perhaps will tackle because of even tough, we talk about the rail. The rail has developed... Uh, to exploit the cheap labor during the 18 after the discovery of gold I yeah. mean the, the same railway lines still reflect that legacy and yeah. if you look at the development currently it's moving away from those rail lines so in other words for us to fix the transport issues you need mm. to deal again with the special developmental issues okay. that are still uh, remain mm. the major problem
1: right okay.
0: uh, like for the, for, yeah. for the example,
1: no, we, we got uh, you, you got, to, to Loki, because you got, of the interest. You. We got you, sir. We got you. Okay. And I'm going to ask Bongani to come in there because just a simple example you used of I'd like to cycle to work. And then I added the oh. caveat if work is close to home. So how we plan our cities also really has to think um, quite concertedly about the infrastructure of how people commute from work to home, to school, to where they shop, et cetera, et cetera. And for as long as we spread cities out, the way Joburg and Centurion have become one thing, it makes the transport network more complex.
3: No, 100%. Um, Another thing I just needed to raise, um, if I may, is that what we don't realize is that we cannot solve a problem if we don't know what the extent of the issue Mm. is. So there's something in our road network called the Visual Condition Index, and this is where your municipal bodies, your provincial authorities have to take data and be able to report on how bad their roads are. And mm. there's five main indices of roads that are very good, good, fair, poor, and very poor. Okay, right. so it's, it's very basic. So we find ourselves in South Africa that Sanwell reports very well on their roads. You've got the Western Cape government and the Mpumalanga also. They report very well on the condition of their roads. And then most of the metros do as well. But the rest of the governmental authorities do not mm. report. So we don't actually know the extent of how bad it is. Right. And if you don't know how bad it is, you can't actually prioritize spend to fix it. Mm. Um, and so there has been insufficient um, budgetary allocation for um, the rehab of roads, re-graveling, upgrading um, mm. roads to um, acceptable standards, and so if this could be prioritised, and the um, inclusion of non-motorised transport or bicycle lanes, mm. and of course, if law enforcement can ensure that taxis don't park on pavements, um, that when traffic lights are out, that they are um, law enforced agents that you know direct the traffic the trick, and everyone comes to the party. Yeah. It will really help because in Johannesburg you've seen it, we've got the homeless people that are directing traffic and they're doing a, a good job at it. Um, but there should be law enforcement that exactly. jumps in when traffic yeah. lights are out to exactly. just you know keep things going. Exactly. So we've got a number of things that, that we've got to, to take into consideration and yes, we should be able to in the planning of our cities right. plan your bicycle lanes, etc. right from the onset right. so that you take all those things into consideration.
1: And I want to stay with you, Bongani. We're running out of time. There's two issues. Would a congestion charge help to decongest the road and uh, help to generate some more money for refurbishments and rehabilitation?
3: I don't think a congestion charge would help. I think you've got to deal with, with systemic issues first to try and reduce congestion um, first and foremost. Mm. Um, So reduce the traffic volumes on the road um, by fixing things like your rail so Mm. that people have other options. Um, And so and also just um, opening it up a little bit so that there are alternative ways to actually Mm. get around. Because at the moment in South Africa, um, using our highways is pretty much the only option that we have when rail is failing. So once we start opening up and having other alternatives, it will ease the traffic volumes on the roads.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Foborsi, as we say goodbye to you, you mentioned or you alluded to public-private partnerships. There's even talk that um, one of the ways to help to address the Crisis at Richards Bay and Durban, particularly Durban, is to privatize the port. Um, and when you look at port operators in Singapore and uh, in the Netherlands, you can see it's a model that works. Would that be an option that is suitable for South Africa? Would it be acceptable?
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, if, if, as long as the privatization does not leave uh, the people. Um, you know, behind in terms of benefiting from from what uh, the, the the those companies are doing, the privatisation presentation, um, are doing. So I think what is needed really is, is investing in modernising and expanding public transport infrastructure, uh, including the development of efficient bus and rail networks, and I think implementing smart technologies, as what my colleague just said. Mm-hmm. For, turn, uh, for real time, for real-time tracking and scheduling can can enhance the reliability, and uh, we think uh, the country needs to improve road conditions
0: yeah. and
2: strategic plan to to, to for maintenance and re- 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 rehabilitation. You know, so it's important that um budget, sufficient budget is allocated for regular upkeep, okay. along with utilizing innovative materials and construction methods. Okay. So it's important that. Um, the the, the the road transport the track is, is reimagined for the better. You know, uh, you know, uh, even even if it means inviting the private actors to
0: to okay. contribute,
2: you know, to the benefit of, 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 of the people who are using road use. And and also in terms of that benefit, okay. uh I mean that uh the the taxi the, 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 the for example, should not be um, more to a certain extent that they they, they are not affordable right. for the for the people who are using the mode of transport. All right. Um, All right. So you.
1: the economics and the investments around fixing the road infrastructure in the country. Thank you, Dr. Siabulela mm-hmm. Fobosi, senior researcher, and UNESCO, UNESCO Oliver Tambo Chair of Human Rights at the University of Fort Hare. Joined by the Director of Smart Mobility at Royal Huskoning D.H.V. Bongani Mtombeni. It's been the Monday edition of Power Talk. We'll do it again tomorrow.